Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. And for all levels of athletes, Masashi, delivering the fuel you need to amplify speed, power and focus for your sport. Masashi, performance amplified. Call time with Katie Brown, Fridays from midday, right here on SEN 1170, Sydney's home of sport. Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au 7-Eleven. Hot food, hot and ready near you. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 AM SEN Gold Coast and SEN Q in Queensland. And, of course, on the app. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170. Text 0457 736 736. You're with Jaleesa Apps, James Magnuson, and joining us for the first time, Connor Watson. Hello, Connor. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Thank you. We don't need um, that Steve O'Keefe. Who's he? Yeah, I know. Last time we're he upping didn't... our game. Each, oh, we are each getting week. every yeah. week. Um, last time he wasn't with us, he said he had cricket. Surely he hasn't got cricket now. Like I think he's this. got monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He has he hang around, yeah, he hangs around with some suspect characters. He's got something. So anyway, pox. whatever he's got, we hope he feels better. But um, Connor Watson, certainly a very good replacement. How are you, James? I'm good. I had a busy week, a couple of early mornings with Fossey this week. So that rattles you, those 4.30 starts. You've yeah. done a couple of those morning shows Yeah, I did Fossey. it all over um, all over Christmas. I f- literally forgot about Christmas and New Year's. I was just with Al too, our panel operator. We yeah, were... those people that do year-round breakfast shows are freaks, like Kyle, Jackie O, um, Alan Jones, buddy, Vossi and Brandy. I, I don't know how they get up and about every morning. I actually like, well, Jimmy, I was with Jimmy Smith and he's like got a lot of energy. So that was good. But I actually really quite liked the hours, except my problem was I was doing like up at 4.30 to do that. Then mm. I was going into channel 10 and mm. then I was reading the Sydney news, but then I was reading Perth as well. Yeah. So I was getting off air at about 10.30. At night. Yeah. At night. That doesn't work. And then nah. I, you need your eight hours. And yeah. then I was Don't going home and I I was that rattled. I was watching like an episode of RBT once when I got home, like I just turned it on and I was eating McDonald's <laughs> or something, like yeah. being trash. Yeah. And I just burst into tears that this bloke, <laughs> this bloke <laughs> blew over and I was just oh, so up. I was just like... <laughs> He didn't know. Poor <laughs> Ray. Yeah, I was just um, that As a rattled. football, are you eight hours? Yeah. Eight hours a night? Are you eight? a good sleeper? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, that's why, like, I wouldn't be able to come in here yeah. and do a 4.30 in the morning radio show yeah, if I yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. eight hours. I'd just yeah, be, right. I'd be it, delirious. It's blown yeah. my mind post-sporting career and just mixing with general pop that 
people don't sleep eight hours. I am a you... five hour max. Really? I, yeah. I used to be, I'd train from say 5.30 to 7.30 of a morning, then do weights until nine or something. Then I'd go home and sleep for two or three really? hours. Like two or three hours every day, middle of the day, come back at night, do the same thing, train, and then eight hours at night. So I'd be getting like 11 to 12 hours sleep per day, night combined every day of the week. Really? I wonder why you're so good. <laughs> I need to sleep more, I think. Yeah, I need to sleep. Uh, daytime now. You guys, you, you don't, you train morning, right? Yeah. And then have the Arvo off or do you, yeah, do it's you double of, up? It changes um, pre-seasons all day. Yeah. And then once you get in season, um, like captain's runs morning, yeah. G2, which is like the opposed session, is pretty much all day. Yeah. And then G4 is usually the morning too. So yeah. they just kind of vary it. With the G2, they'll train in the Arvo. So say like yesterday we played a 5.30 game. They try and get us on the field as close to that oh, time yeah, as we can body. just to try and try yeah, and get yeah, used yeah. to it. But right. Yeah. I actually don't nap though. That's the thing. So yeah, I yeah. want you to start yeah. napping. Yeah. Would, napping's the best. Would you, um, would you like, do you have the same bedtime every night? Like are you very routine? Yeah, pretty pretty routine. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's why it was like a bit of a drama the other night when the State of Origin was on. Yeah. Because I, I like oh, to get yeah. up at the same time in the morning. So yeah. like I, I want to be able to go for a swim like when the sun's rising. That's like yeah. usually, usually yeah, my, nice. my thing that I like to do. When, at Bondi? Yeah, just down at Bondi. Yeah, I haven't seen you down, down there, there yet. I've been I've been doing the morning swims. Where do you go? What part? Just right in the, the north corner there. anyone wants to stalk these too, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we hang. <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, um, I went to Icebergs the other day and had a sauna. Yeah. Like that was oh nice. That, that was an amazing morning. But yeah, so like ten o'clock, I usually try and yeah, get to right. sleep so I can get up around six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I sleep like a max five hours. If I get an eight hour sleep, I will not sleep the next night. Really? really? No. I went through a period of like just one night a week would not sleep the whole night. Like so, it was usually a Thursday. Yeah, right. I was yeah. just. <laughs> Yeah, I don't just know why. Thursday. Just yeah. a random Thursday where I would just nah, be. No, you got to. Well, this is one for the listeners at home as well. Routine. Like as an athlete. Yeah, but I can't. My routine, job's all over Everything the is shop. like this time, this time. I eat then. Yeah. I sleep then. I do this then. That's how, that's high performance. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm yeah. not a high performance athlete. And I also like work at the most random hours sometimes. I'll tell you, J.A., we're going to turn you into oh. a high performance journalist. <laughs> By the end of our time together. You've been trying to, so I did try and do your challenge from last week to like get in the shower when it was cold and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you, you'll feel so alive. You it, was, it was It was a hard week for it. It I'll was give you really that. hard. It's and gotten, oh, winter's hit. And also I didn't know, like talking about this to Connor, you didn't prepare me that I'm supposed to be in the shower warm first and then yeah, I'm supposed to I was to just going to throw you in the deep end, but um, yeah, you can start hot and finish cold. You guys doing ice baths? Yeah, heaps, heaps, yeah, heaps, yeah, heaps, yeah, all the time. They're Try good, and do huh? them like after every every day, but yeah. it's one of those things, and especially at the moment, it's so hard to do. But you've just yeah. got to do it, and, and I feel like the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. Yeah, the easier it gets. So it's like with the cold showers too in the morning. Um, the more you do it, and then if you miss it, you actually like start to feel it, and yeah, you like yeah. challenge yourself. I do it with myself when it's freezing, and I'm like about to turn the shower cold, and I'm like, yeah, oh, should I just get out? Should I get out? And then I'm like, no, nah, I won't be able to live with myself today. If I, <laughs> that if I, I go, can't look go at myself cold. in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what we we're explaining to Ja last week. You got to start in the morning with a win. 
Yes. And if you can overcome your mind and get in that cold shower, even though you don't want to, it's the first win of the day. Yep. It's a big win. My too. win is getting up. <laughs> <laughs> like every day is a bonus. I'm wow. still alive and I'm awake. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing, Connor, when you retire, you'll see, um, so y- your whole career, you do ice baths, or saunas or steam rooms, like massage, physio, all this stuff. And it's kind of a pain. Mm. Like you're like, ah, oh, damn, like massage hurts, right? Like. Uh, ice baths suck, but then you retire and you're like, wow, people pay like hundreds of dollars a week yeah. to go and do this stuff yeah. that yeah. we take for granted as athletes. Like I've seen people now, there's a- can't believe a, you take that for granted. Yeah. There's a sauna place in, uh, in Bondi. It's like 70 bucks for half an hour or something. I'm like, oh, we used to do saunas at N-Swiss like every day. Like it's particularly- Saunas leading are in, luxury. Leading into racing to try and drop body weight. We'd mm. have to do saunas and stuff. I used to hate them. And now I'm like, oh, people pay for this torture in or, real life. Yeah. Or even the time to like, ha- like your job is like working on your rig. <laughs> yeah. yeah we all about- have to plan for that. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> you we, know, like we can't. That's what we say a lot in preseason because like, it's so hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then it's like I get to go and train and like lift weights all day. Like yeah. that's my job where people yeah. will go to work. And when they finish, they have to go and yeah, do that. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Can't be bothered doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because as your career goes towards the back end of it, you start getting sick of all that stuff. You're like, ah, oh, weights, uh, conditioning, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then I reckon there's about a six to twelve month turnaround when you retire, where you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm not having to do that at the moment. Yeah. And then at that at that turning point, you're like. I want to do more conditioning. I want to do more weights. I want to do like it just, you get back into that headspace. Yeah. It's weird. Then you got to plan your day around it. Yeah. Well, my whole day I'll, I'll wake up and I'll plan. All right. This is when I'm going to do, this is when I'm going to work out. How am I going to fit my work in around my workouts? Not the other way around. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like this morning I got up, went to the gym. Um, I've, I've actually got my own gym now. So it's like. Really? Oh, yeah. Give it a plug. Give it a plug. No, no. Well, well, it hasn't opened. So I've got a gym oh. in Marrickville, but okay. I'm going to open it as a commercial gym soon. Okay. Um, but at the moment, it's just a 300 square meter private gym for myself. Lux. <laughs> must be nice. Lux. <laughs> Lux. Yeah. Um, that must be great. So I woke up and went to the gym, like plan my whole morning around working out. Yeah. That is another It's fun though. World. It's good for your headspace. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. We'll get you there, Jay. We'll get you there. I'm sure it is. It's just not a world that I am familiar with. I like to watch Soon. the sport, not be into it. <laughs> How are you feeling today, Connor? Like the day after a game, you guys played Melbourne last night. Do you feel like you've been hit by a bus or do you kind of get used to it throughout the season? A little bit. It's more the sleep post game. Yeah. That's the thing. It's so like, you caffeine up before the game. Yeah. yeah. I, really? Yeah. Most days I'll have, so I keep the caffeine similar to what I have for a normal day so it's like yeah. a coffee in the morning coffee at lunch yeah. and then just before the game just to get like a little bit more amped up have some pre-workout, pre-workout. so yeah you're probably doing maybe six the equivalent of six shots of coffee in yeah. a day yeah. and then the half-life of that's um, six hours yeah so we finished at like 11 o'clock i would have still been having caffeine in my yeah. system so wow. crazy. Yeah. do you do anything at halftime as well um, actually I did. Yeah. yeah. You know, those gels, yeah, yeah, the energy yeah. gels. So yeah. you can have a little bit of pep in them as well. Yeah. yeah. With or without caffeine, but I, I had a caffeine one. So yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, a little bit tired, sore and yeah. you know, it's hard sort of after a loss like that. Yeah. You just yeah, want to, yeah. <laughs> I felt like locking myself yeah. in my room last night yeah. and then, yeah. but 
you You've know, turned up. Yeah, but I turned up. I, I reckon on last night's game, you guys were one drop ball away from potentially winning that. Mm. Like Satili Tupanua, if he catches that, the whole momentum, because they scored off the back of that. Melbourne scored off the back of that. Um, I had a decent amount of money on the Roosters, actually. I had a feeling. I was like, oh, Connor's on the show on Sunday. I just got this <laughs> feeling that omen. he's going to come in mm. happy. Yeah. Um, well, it, he has yeah. come in happy. It was an omen bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm big on omenry. Um, it was an omen bet. But how's, um, how's it been being back at the Roosters? Does it feel sort of like a return home? Yeah, definitely. It's been – it feels like – so similar to when I left. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what, because Paul Momorowski come back as well. Yes. So he was here, like we played 18s and 20s. And um, now it's sort of like I've come back. All those boys that I played 18s and 20s with are like the main core group yeah. of the NRL team. So yeah, as Who far as some it, of the others from that. Yeah. So like I played with Joey Manu, yeah. Nat Butcher, you know, Satili was in the 20s. Um, yeah, like a, a, it's a pretty good conversion for twenties to through to first grade. Yeah. 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 That yeah. must've been a gun side. Yeah, it was. And we had like Latrell in our team too, oh, but wow. he's obviously gone to yeah. South. So we actually won the 18s and then that yeah. same group won the twenties too. But me yeah. and, um, Latrell were playing first grade at the time. So we didn't get to, to yeah. play in that, but guys like Joey Manu and, um, yeah, it's That's actually been really side. cool to come back and, you know, just see how much, like, especially a player like him has, just yeah. taking his game to the next level because he was always good. Yeah. But he's like the most competitive dude ever now. You always yeah. see when the game's tight, this is what I always say to him. Like when I was injured out with my throat, I would always joke around to him like 60th minute, that's when you're going to turn it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you just see it when the game gets closer, he gets the ball in his hands more and I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Last week inspiring. against the Raiders, it was almost a one-man team towards the end. He was just every second run. It was Manu. I think yeah. he ran yeah. for 310 meters or something. 30, 34 carries he had. Yeah. <laughs> and it's He's so, incredible. It's insane. It's so funny. Is because, he fit? Well, training? no, this is the no. thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, as far as being a professional athlete, diet wise, I wouldn't say Joey's, Joey's the best with it. Yeah, so yeah. We, that's what really? we're just like. How do you do it, man? Yeah. Yeah. Because all I'm just over here just squeezing the lemon. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. everything I can. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's making 300 meters and 34 carries. He just looks look like easy. one of those players, hey? Like, he's yeah. just natural. Yeah. You you also have done um, a bit of charity work, I know, mm -hmm. uh, um, earlier. I think it was, was it early in the year or last year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah. So, when it was actually started when I was at the Roosters the first time. Mm. So in 2017, um, I lost my little cousin, Parker. So he took his life. Yeah. Um, and then from... How old was he? He was 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So young. Really young. young. Out, out in Dubbo. Um, that's where my family's from. Mm -hmm. And um, after that happened, sort of just looked at like the statistics and just realized how high the rates were of like indigenous youth suicide and yeah. especially in those rural communities. And um, it always been like a dream of mine and in the families to have a charity. Um, not sure exactly what, and this kind of just sparked, um, what we, what we ended up doing. So we started the cultural choice association, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, aims to assist in the prevention of indigenous youth suicide and its related causes here in Australia. And, um, yeah, it's sort of tailored mostly around indigenous round and we do the boots for brighter future, which we get some, um, sort of at-risk youth, you know, guys that are um, 
sometimes we use people in the juvenile detention centres. Sometimes there's a couple of like these indigenous hostels. There's one at Newcastle, one at Cronulla, and mm. these are for kids like who are out in the country and they've moved, you know, to to the east coast where there's a bit more going on for better opportunities. But you know, they're away from family. Yeah. They're living with, mm. you know other sort of random people mm. and um, got house parents but you know those house parents do a terrific job with these kids especially I spent a lot of time at the one in Newcastle when I was up there and you know they're just amazing kids and, and the family's awesome too and they do some really great things with them but just thought it'd be a good opportunity for for them to you know be able to paint um, something and because yeah. they all look they absolutely adore rugby league and, and they love it and yeah, just sort of thought it'd be a good opportunity for them to, um, you know, paint some of their culture and tell some of their story and, you know, just a, a real identity piece for them. And then to be able to go and see yeah. their heroes wear it. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. And then we, you know, auction it's it epic. off and be I able reckon to we should start doing too. that in swimming with the swim caps. Yeah. That'd That's look cool. Hectic. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. 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 It's, um, and the thing is, is that it's, you know, you can have all those, like, you know, house parents and things too, but having an athlete and also someone a little bit closer in their age to connect with them it's so helpful isn't it yeah definitely and i i always said you know as much as they might think that i help them or like going out there and sort of mentoring them it actually like helped me so much it yeah. was such a good um release from like the pressure of footy and just being able to go and like cuz they got a great setup, especially at the Newcastle one, yep. where they got like a basketball court out the back, and they're on quite a bit of land. So, you know, I just go over, over there and just play basketball with like, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, or, and yeah, like play smart. footy and or just, just kick out. the footy around. Yeah, and it was just like really nice for me just to sort of get away from it all and just yeah, you know, really be in the moment and um, yeah, that's something I like doing. You know, sort of. Um, you know, mentor, whether it's like in the future, it might be something mm. I do post-retirement, like mentoring sort of y young kids who are yeah. on the journey of wanting to, you know, be a professional athlete or w whatever it is. So, yeah, it's good. It's such a privilege as an athlete, isn't it, to be able to walk in and like your day, you, you make someone's day or that moment they remember for the rest of their life just by even being there. Yeah. Like it's a huge privilege. Yeah, it is. We're really lucky. So, and that's why, you know, I think it's important why you got to, a voice and you know you're in a position where people will listen to you, you can try and you know make change in, yeah. in certain areas which you're passionate about so that's why it's been important for me incredible awesome thank you um all right well let's work on a uh, work uh move on sorry to today's headline so the sun herald firing line madge secures place in history as Mal calls for change, Michael Maguire, the 40th coach sacked mid-season in the NRL era. Mal Meninga wants club officials to be held more accountable. Mm, what did you make of the, uh, this whole situation? I cannot believe how badly it was handled. I don't necessarily disagree with the decision to get rid of Madge, but the players had to do, they were scheduled to do media that morning and they had to do the media and that was so unfair on them. Yeah. I, yeah. Ju I just think I, I was just, you know, when you heard sort of the night before that maybe Madge was um, going to be sacked and you thought, oh, is this another just, you know, how many times have we heard that Madge is going to be yeah. sacked? And they had to do their media and which is no, I'm not um, having a go at like the media manager or anything there because they have obligations that they have to do. You have to do so much as you would know, Connor. Mm. Yeah. You've got so much media you have to do before um, the game. So they had their locked in media, but what could have happened was someone could, 
the whole Madge situation could have happened in the morning and someone from the club, like Tim Sheens, who um, ended up speaking, could have come out then and the players could have done their media later if everyone had been on the same board of what was going on yeah. or the same wavelength. The Tigers are just a basket case. They have been for so long. Like the way it was handled, even like I, I tend to think like, why now? I look at what's happening at the Bulldogs. I'm like, do we really benefit by having a caretaker coach for half a season? Does anybody benefit? Like you could tell Madge you're up at the end of the year and start looking for a new coach. Whether Madge stays on or not is is potentially up to him. But I've never seen a caretaker coach come in and the team just kick on to a new level. I guess the only benefit for the Tigers, if they manage to sign someone who's really hyped like Cameron Serraldo, yeah. say on a five-year deal, then their recruitment window in November like yeah, yeah, players, absolutely. players Look, aren't going to want to sign if they you, don't You could tell Madge he's gone at the end of the year, sign Seraldo. Mm. Like right now, Brett Kamali is at a hiding to nothing. He's yeah. come in as caretaker coach with a squad who knows that he's he's not going to be the coach next year. So how do you win over that dressing room? Uh, they are where they are on the ladder. Like, okay, it's got to be the worst job a caretaker coach. Do, you, uh, do yeah. you think that Madge, you know, if they told him he was up at the end of the year though, would – Continue yeah, I'm would, not sure. He, leave, he like, seems like a, think, a man of principles. I think he so would have I think stayed. He might. Yeah. yeah, because he in this whole time that we've had to, you know, file pretty crappy questions at him, mm-hmm. he has always backed himself and the side, and yeah. always stuck to the. Like, uh, if I was Madge, I would have walked away so long ago. I would have gone. You know what? I haven't been treated. There's all, yeah. been all these leaks in the outside the club. Yeah. Like, I, I'm good. I can go to. Europe for the summer, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting timing. Like I think the, he would have stayed. The Tigers over the past month or so, I, I know they haven't been winning all their games, but they're starting to get an identity, in my opinion. It, like, the Tigers? Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I kind of know where they're going now as a team. And with their signings next year, like Coruscant, great signing. Papali'i, great signing. Jackson Hastings has stepped it up to another level. He's having yeah. 90 receipts a game. Um, once Adam Dewey comes back, they've got the makings of a team then, and I can kind of see where they're going. This time last year, I was like, this team is like going nowhere, and they kept Madge. Now I can see where they're where they're headed, and they get rid of Madge. Um, I don't know. This uh, our listeners love laying into the Tigers, so <laughs> listeners, let us know what you think. Text us in on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Have the Tigers done the right thing by booting Madge mid-season? Who should be their next head coach? Everyone's saying Seraldo, but I personally think Seraldo would be crazy going to the Tigers. And are the board and the directors taking enough responsibility for where the Tigers are at? Or do they just pass the buck on to the coach who, let's not forget, they hire? And, and I tell you who you can't criticise in the way that they handle themselves is the players because they have copped questions from us over and over again, and they are so gracious and so lovely to deal with. Even when this was happening, they didn't know what was going on. They'd had a training session with Madge in the morning. Yeah. Then they've got to do media and they've got to face questions that yeah. on decisions that they're not making. Yeah. Then their coach gets sacked. And honestly, they are just lovely to deal with and, and really um, gracious in the way that so have you played the Tigers this year? No, we haven't versed them yet. Yeah, okay. I think we'd Can you see them. from watching them play that they're starting to kind of just have more of an identity? I don't know. I, I like I, I like what Jackson Hastings is doing. Dane Laurie coming back the other day, the other week, 
I think, made a big impact. Like, they've had a few injuries. They've been a little bit unlucky. I don't know. It's, it seems like weird timing. Yeah, I think they're playing really tough. Yeah, like which not, they haven't done yeah. for years, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, obviously they get Adam Dewey back soon as well. Yeah. yeah. And we know what he can do. I'm yeah. not sure where he plays, though, Senate. He'll be put in. Well, if Madge was there, he would have been in the centre because yeah. Madge liked him in the centres. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think know. I think Brooks and Hastings have started to gel a bit. Yeah, um, you sort of don't want to interrupt that, do no. you? No, I, I feel sorry for Luke Brooks. Like me too. Has any player caught a battering as hard as he has? Like I know he's mentally. And he again, must be had quite to face strong media mentally. and yeah, answer yeah. all these questions, but yeah, he, yeah. Anyway, after the break, we will wrap up the rest of the round. We'll take a quick break after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.